The following is a presentation of the Connection Church, a place where people are being set free. If you'd like to know more information about our community, you can join us online at connectionchurchnc.com. Amen, church. I believe we have to give God praise right now, so go ahead and give Him praise for that that we just experienced. You see, that is not something that is normal. We experience freedom in this place from these people allowing God to work and use them. And so, guys, I want you to understand that this is what it's about. It's not about a set amount of time, and it's not about us just coming here to make sure we feel good. It is something so much bigger than we are, church. And can I just say something? I, I don't get very emotional. I, I just say something's wrong with my emotion, something. It's broken. But I just want to let you know that I am as excited to be alive during this time period. Like the next, man, I am so thankful that God has allowed me to be birthed back in 1974. I am so thankful that I am born into this community and able to be a part of it. Because what God is birthing in these days is something like some of us have never seen before. Like, the, what's coming up, man? I can tell you that I am so excited about next Sunday morning, the 14th. We're doing one service at 11 o'clock. Man, I'm excited. I cannot wait to share with you what God is doing in this church's life. Like, that night, our student ministry is kicking off. And if you are a student, this is something that you should not miss. So there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon. I, I also want to tell you, that we're kicking off this series called Jesus Is, and I promise you it is going to shake your frame. Is that okay? Are you willing to allow God to shake you? All right, Because we're going to talk about God shaking some things here in just a second. But Jesus Is is kicking off next week, and, and that's going to take us to like November. And, and in November to Christmas, we're, we're going to be in this series called The Blessed Life. And, and, and this book that I've been reading called The Blessed Life, and, and I actually just finished it, it is stretching me and taking me to some places that are very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable for those people even that are around me right now. But I am learning that with God, I have to just become very comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I have not always been there, church. So that's going to take us to Christmas and then the very first part of the year, 2015, man, we're going to be kicking off a series that is still being birthed right in front of your eyes. I, I can't go into any detail about what we're going to do starting off 2015. I just want to say this, 2015 is going to kick off with a hold on to your seat kind of movement. And wherever God wants us to go in between, our leadership at this church we're willing to go. But I want to tell you something. It is an exciting time to be alive, isn't it? I know like you guys aren't excited to be alive because only three. It's an exciting time to be alive. Amen. We are on the horizon of seeing God move like we've never seen him move before. I believe it is a wonderful time to be alive. And some of you are saying, well, Scott, have you not been watching the news? There's the turmoil that is across not only our country, but across this world is at an all-time high. There's turmoil probably taking place even in your very life that you're saying, 
And I tell you what, it's not as great as you're making it sound this morning, but okay, I'll go with it. And I am excited, and you should be excited too because of what we're seeing. And what I am seeing is I am seeing God aligning. Like He is bringing together people with like motives. He, he's bringing people together with kindred spirits. He's bringing people together who are wanting to go in the same direction that God leads them no matter what. And we're seeing these people come together for some unknown reason right under this cafeteria's roof. And I want to just say that it is an amazing time to be alive because the number of people that I see coming together under God's power they understand that this is so much bigger than they are. So I have no idea where we're going. And I have no idea what the future looks like. But I understand that God is moving and His Holy Spirit is leading us and He is bringing us and knitting us together for something much bigger than us. see, this is not about the church. This is something so much bigger than us. And I just want to tell you this morning that I believe that we're going to have a defining moment. And the lights can keep coming on and off and still not going to affect what's getting ready to happen. You see, this is a defining moment, church. Because I know for a fact that the church is the hope of the world. There's some of us sitting here today and we're sitting and we just heard that statement and we heard a couple of excited people say amen. But some of us, if we're honest and we're saying in our brain right now, the church. If we're real honest, we're saying the church is a joke. You know, we have become accustomed to the church as that place where where only certain people are allowed to have a key to the fellowship hall kitchen. Struck a nerve quick with that one. That's the church I'm talking about. You see, we're accustomed to the church as having huge fights, not over moves of the Holy Spirit and huge fights over what Jesus is calling to do. But I've experienced church fights over blinds in the sanctuary and what color they're going to be. I, I, have, I have fought with two individuals because they would not give me a key to the church sign in the front yard. I am tired of hearing about churches where Satan shows up because someone sat in your seat. And we laugh, but we should be crying. Because I just said the church that I've just described is the hope of the world. 
seen churches where grave plots have split the church. So let me make myself very clear for just the next 20 minutes. Is the church that is the hope of the world is not a church that is centered around man. But the church that is the hope of the world is a church that is centered around Jesus Christ and God's Holy Spirit. And so today, today we set our foot and we say we have no time for things of man. We have no time to be wasting over things that are never going to make an eternal difference. The Holy Spirit, God's very presence, is here. And He has something so much bigger than even our wonderful church building that we have spent weeks planning. And we're going to continue weeks planning. But I want to tell you today that this building will never take over our desire to be moved by the Holy Spirit. You see, we read in the book of Acts, those of us who have been in those churches, and we say to ourselves, God, why aren't you moving like that any longer? I mean, we read here, and I'm in Acts 4. If you have a Bible, you can follow along with me. And you can read here that in Acts 4, verse 31, it says, after they prayed the place where they were meeting, and I just need to stop there for a second. Forgive me if I don't give you any stories today, and forgive me if I don't make you laugh from this point on, but I need something to be said this morning, and then allow the Holy Spirit to do whatever He needs to do with you. And so, here in Acts chapter 4, we're reading... And we're reading about after they prayed the place where they were meeting, there's some things that we need to understand about the book of Acts. Because there are people here, maybe in this very room today, who says that the Holy Spirit is not alive and present like He was back then. That is false. You see, you have to understand that here in Acts chapter 4, Jesus is no longer on the face of the earth. Like He has been taken up, and He is seated at the right hand of His Father. And actually, what there is not, there, there's not even a Bible to be found anywhere around these men. And so we've been looking at this book and the story of Acts through the history lens. And we've seen this stuff as wonderful facts of history. And we think that this stuff is a closed book. But church, listen to me. This stuff that was taking place here, the same person who was in control of this is still alive and very present in our lives and in this very room today. It says here that after they prayed, the place where they were meeting It was shaken. I I just wonder how many of us here today, when's the last time our lives were shaken by the presence of God? 
see, we've fallen. into a place where if we can't explain it, if we can't control it, if we can't do it, then it doesn't happen. How about this? Church, what if the followers of Jesus, meaning us, could be so self-sacrificing that everything God told us to do, that we did it? See, it says here in the Scripture that the place that they were meeting was shaken. I would say that there are many of us in this room who have never once taken a step in obedience to the Holy Spirit's voice. And that's why we have not been shaken. Can I tell you what God is doing in my life at this very moment, is causing me to shake. Like I have had to wrestle over the last couple of months to figure out whether or not I was literally going crazy. Because I'm hearing these voices, and I have been wrestling with these voices. Are these voices my voice, or are these voices God's voice? And I want to tell you, when I, in the past couple of weeks, have been acting on what I believe to be God's voice, I start to shake. I've been doing this right here for nine years. That's not a long time for some of you, but I've been doing this for nine years. And over nine years, you start to progress to where you're not actually physically throwing up before you come on stage. But I want to tell you this morning, delivering this message of what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in your life, I have been nauseous. I've been shaken. Because I'm listening to this voice that I call the Holy Spirit over my own man voice. You see, this voice is starting to talk to me on a regular basis. Just the other day I was sitting at Starbucks on the patio reading a book And this person came to a table just in front of me and I heard them say, or heard this voice say to me, the Holy Spirit, Scott, you need to go tell this person to be encouraged because God loves them. God, you're crazy. Scott, no, wait, you're crazy. And every one of us have been there. We have heard the Holy Spirit speak to us. And we have explained it. We have excused it away for way too long. And so when He speaks to us what He is wanting, and for some reason He has orchestrated it for this day and age 
with this group of people. He is looking for the people who are willing to shake. See, it says in Scripture, in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says the place they were meeting was shaken. And we can't miss what it says next. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit that I am today able to understand and not be terrified because of the shaking. And it says that they spoke the Word of God boldly. And so I was sitting at Starbucks wrestling with this ping pong match that was going on in my brain. God, is this you or is this Scott? And I was reading this book. I told you I just finished The Blessed Life. I was reading this very book, and I was on this very page, and I was reading this very paragraph down to this very sentence, and the author says this, quoting John chapter 2, verse 5. It won't be on the screen, but just listen to this. The author quoting John chapter 2, verse 5, says, whatever He says to you, do it. And we laugh. But listen, the quick story is I went up to this person and I said, be encouraged because God loves you. And this person looked at me like I had three heads. Like in my mind, after I said I'll go do this, I thought this person was going to fall, repent, get saved, and baptized at Starbucks. But it didn't work that way, and it doesn't matter because what I did was act in obedience, allowing myself to shake. I went and spoke the Word of God boldly to this individual. Listen, don't applaud me. He's wanting you to do the very same thing, and it's going to cause many of you to shake in fear But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will no longer shake in fear, but you will shake and tremble because the power of God is ready to go from you to some other person that needs hope. That's what we're here for. I believe God is speaking to many of you. And we just haven't recognized His voice. And listen, that's okay. I believe that God is speaking to many of you. And He's wanting us to act. And He's wanting us to move. And He's wanting us to say, even though we don't even know the words to say. I want to tell you, this is not the power of the church. This is not the power of Sunday mornings. I have to be very careful when I say this, and please know my heart. It is not the power of having numerous, numerous passages of Scripture memorized. This is the power of God's presence here on earth. His Holy Spirit This talk may scare some of us, but the church that is going to be the hope of the world is going to be the church that is open and ready and willing to receive 
a power that is much greater than them. So this morning, this is where we end. I want to tell you about a scripture in John chapter 14, verse 12. That for some reason we have just glossed over and we've calloused up to maybe this truth. But it says that if anyone has faith in Jesus, that he, we, you will do what he has been doing. And then Jesus steps it up another notch and he says this, he will do even greater things than these. Not because of us, but because of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in this place. And I have no idea what He is saying to you. But there's a couple of things that I just wrote down that I need to read. I don't do this very often, but I just need to read them because I don't believe these things came from me. You see, I believe that my prayer My personal prayer is this, and you all pray whatever you need to pray, but this is my personal prayer. My personal prayer is, God, do to me whatever you must do. God is looking for people that are willing to be shaken. God is looking for people who are willing to be moved by something much more powerful than them. God is looking for people who are willing to be moved no longer by man. God is looking for people who are willing to give up control of their life. That's what God's looking for. And so this morning... Here's what I want us to do. Is I want to pray with you. I'm just going to ask every one of you to stand to your feet. And this morning, maybe God is saying something totally different to you, but you need to hear Him. But maybe you're here in the crowd this morning knowing that there's got to be something much bigger than you. And you have never heard God's voice. Like you've never moved in a very bold step. But this morning you're saying, Scott, I know that I'm a part of something bigger than I am. I just up to this point have not known what it is. And today, I am willing to be one of those persons you just talked about. I'm willing to let go of control and allow God's Holy Spirit to control every move and every motive. I'm just going to ask you, would you come pray with me if that is you today? You're ready to give up control and allow the Holy Spirit to move everything about you. Would you just come? The people that you're having to step over, they're going to excuse you. We're going to line right here. Make room. Would you come?
and be about something that is much bigger than we are. here see here's the thing there's no magic prayer there's no magic word there's no magic ritual it is just a surrendering a letting go God wherever you move me wherever you take me whatever you do with me I'm trusting in your perfect Holy Spirit to lead Open your heart to be moved. This is not an emotional type of decision. Because I need you to know, those of you who are standing here physically, I know that there are some of you in this crowd that you're just not up here, but you are here right now in spirit. You need to know something, that this is not about emotion. And your Holy Spirit, God, your presence does not leave us. Your Holy Spirit does not just show up at church. Thank you, God. But your Holy Spirit is going with us. And because of that, I can stand here and say confidently this morning that there are going to be some things taking place in your life that you're not going to expect. You didn't plan for them. You're going to have conversations that you're not comfortable with. You're going to talk boldly in the name of Jesus to people that do not know Him. And you're going to be okay with them looking at you a little funny. I believe that there are going to be people accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior at some of your workplaces this week. Because you're going to be moved by something that has never moved many of you before. And you're going to go to that one that the Holy Spirit speaks to you about. And you're going to let them know that Jesus loves them. And you're going to have words that are so eloquent that you even amazed yourself. I believe that in this room, this week, that board meetings are going to be interrupted by prayer meetings. Because the Holy Spirit tells you to start praying for your boss. I believe students 
that there are going to be things taking place in this very school that are going to maybe even scare some of the teachers. But the students that are there under the power of the Holy Spirit, they're going to take a lead and a stand in the name of Jesus. And God, I ask that there will be teachers led to Christ by students in this very school. And it won't be because we are all juiced up on a good Sunday morning. But it will be because we have been overfilled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not go away when we lock up this church. The Holy Spirit goes with us everywhere we are. You flood us, Jesus, with your presence. And I can't stop here. Is there anyone in this room today who does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior? Like this is like freaking you out a little bit. It's okay. I said the church is the hope of the world. This church has been invited to be the hope of the world. And you today are here maybe for the sole reason of you surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Is there anyone in here today who would say to me, Scott, I do not know Jesus as my Savior, but I am willing to surrender my life to Him today. And whatever comes next, I am open to. Does anybody in here today not know Jesus as their Savior? Would you just raise a hand and raise it high so I can see it? All the heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Everyone has their eyes closed except me, and I can see, is there anyone that does not know Jesus this morning? Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power that didn't just show up here this morning, but has been here ever since Acts chapter 2 took place. God, we are just positioned and we are open to whatever you have for us. So I thank you in advance for the lives that are going to be set free because of your people doing exactly what you share with them to do. God, I thank you for healings that will take place because the power of your Holy Spirit floods out. Jesus, I thank you for being our Savior, for dying for us and for setting us free, but for also going back to the Father and sending your Holy Spirit. God, there are people lined right here at this altar this morning who are ready to be shaken and they are ready to speak the name of Jesus boldly. And so God, today we're doing our part and we're just laying everything at your feet, surrendering everything to you. God, our life is yours. Jesus, we love you. And it's in your precious name we pray. Let us give God praise this morning. Amen.